0: Hi guys, it's Rach here, and I am in Hawaii for the month of December, I guess the rest of December, so this week's podcast episode is brought to you by large beachy hair and uh, linen shirts and, you know, barefoot. I started to record this podcast episode a couple of days ago and ended up recording the podcast about losing my baby, uh, instead. And it wasn't really the intention when I started to, when I sat down that day to record, it wasn't the intention to do that episode, but I just felt like, truthfully, I felt like it was sort of bullshit to talk about anything else. Like, I didn't feel like I could talk about anything else until I had talked about that because for weeks I have, you know, there's work to be done and things to take care of and all of this stuff, and it just felt like I have always told the truth. I've always told what's really going on in my life, and I didn't feel like I could sort of move on with anything else until that had happened. So I just want to thank every person who sent me a DM or an email I had the most incredible outpouring from women all over the world who had lost a baby or suffered a miscarriage. And I just really appreciated that feedback because the intention behind putting that out in the world was just that I thought, in this experience, I don't know anybody who's gone through this and or I like have acquaintances, but I don't have anyone in my life who's gone through something similar that I could call and just sort of really process with. And I thought maybe that was true for some of you. So that's why the the show went out into the world. And now I feel like it's almost like, okay, that's out. And now I can show up for you again, truthfully and authentically without needing to sort of pretend that things are okay if they're not. But I actually think that it's sort of a, a beautiful intro to this week's episode, which is the second part of the series on how to stop caring what people think. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. How to stop caring what people think about you and why that matters. Started this series a couple weeks ago. You can go back and listen to part one. In fact, I would say if you haven't listened to part one yet, probably doesn't make a ton of sense to jump into part two. But I think it works really well because in part one, the whole conversation was about other people. So when we're discussing this idea of how to let go of the expectations or the weight or the opinions or the feelings or the stress or anything that other people try and put on us, there's also this whole second part that I want to talk about today, which is how do we – like step one is what's going on with what we think about other people. Step two is what's going on with how we feel about ourself. What do we need to do to take care of ourselves inside of this worry about other people's opinions and um, worrying that we're not going to be liked or worrying that we're showing up in the wrong way? So it actually works well because the first thing I want to talk about with you guys today and possibly the most important when it comes to how to let go of caring what other people think is knowing your why knowing your purpose, knowing your personal core values. Because if we can stay connected to our why and to our purpose and to our core values, that can become the filter that you look at everything through, where you ask yourself, did I show up in a way that I'm proud of? Did I do what I needed to do? The answer to that is not always yes. We make mistakes in life. We fail and we have to get back up and try again. But if you can filter things through the lens of am I living out my purpose? Do I know my why? Is there intentionality behind this choice that I'm making? Then you can let go of everything else. So even with the episode about losing the baby, I was, I was scared to put that out in the world because it's such a vulnerable subject and it still feels so painful. And you know how people on the internet are. There's just a chance that someone's going to be mean or someone's going to say something crazy or hateful. And I had this fear like, what if I put this out and someone says something really mean and it gets back to me? Because it's weird. I don't I don't know if you guys have social followings. I think a lot of you do, and you're sort of building and leaders and communicating out in the world. Um, I don't read. I don't read my comments, and I haven't for a very long time. I wish that I could because I miss the old days when I could be in comments and like interacting and going back and forth with people. But um, the internet or social media is just so nutty now, and you run the risk that someone's going to say something. Mean just because it's like the thing, right? People want to write the funniest comment or the cleverest or whatever, and it all almost always comes at the expense of whoever you know was trying to create something in the first place. So, I don't read comments, um, and I'm going to get back to why in a minute because that also ties in with this. But I don't read comments on social, but I have friends and family members who are very protective of me, and so oftentimes in an attempt to be protective, they'll see a comment that someone said, and then they'll send me a text like, I cannot believe that person said this about you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the stuff gets back to me even if I didn't intend it to. So as much as I try to create and put it out in the world and not pay attention, I knew was something that was maybe this surprising to my audience or this kind of off what people were expecting that there was a chance that I would Just hear something, and still, there could be a chance that I hear something not nice. And I just thought, oh God, I'm so emotional. And if something mean comes back, I'm gonna, it's going to, you know, really throw me off and really hurt my feelings. And this all already feels so hard. And then I come back to my why. I come back to my purpose. I believe that one of the things that I do, one of the ways that I create, one of the ways that I am, I hope, aligning with what the universe would want me to be putting out into the world is that I am living. And in that living, there's curiosity, there's lessons, there's questions, there's things I'm trying to figure out. And I just bring y'all along for the ride. That's been my work for over a decade asking questions, doing research, figuring things out. And it's taken on a lot of different topics. It's been business and motherhood and marriage back in the day. And um, now it's a lot more about spirituality and faith and consciousness and all of these things. But what I know to be true is that my the way that I am, I think, called to do this work is to do it but I'm not responsible for the response. And I don't mean that I'm not responsible for my actions. I'm very responsible for my actions. And I've absolutely talked about this a lot in the last episode. I've, I've absolutely put things out into the world that I thought were helpful and they weren't. And I had to learn from that and grow and evolve. But what I mean is that it's not my responsibility to make sure that more people listen to my podcast. It's not my responsibility to make sure that people go and like my books or read my books or or like, I think that oftentimes creators and artists begin to obsess over how many likes, how many people, how, what's going on in my community, how big is it? What's the impact? I'm not responsible for the impact. I think as artists, creators, teachers whatever you are that were meant to do the work even if the work only impacts one person in fact if you create something that can impact one other human being that's a legacy that's beautiful that that's an amazing thing that you can put out into the world it's when we obsess over getting liked by more people or getting liked by certain people that's when I think things go wrong. That's when we make choices that aren't good for our soul. That's when we do things that are about the response that we're getting instead of the work, instead of the thing that we created. And so what I would ask you to start with is like, do you know your purpose? Do you know why you're here on this planet? Do you know what the hell you're doing? Are you still trying to figure that out? That's a beautiful thing too, but have you, av- have you even asked yourself that question? What is your purpose? And our individual purpose is very personal. And for some people, I don't know, like an Elon Musk, like maybe his purpose is like massive. And for other people, they maybe think that their purpose, like they have purpose, but they feel like it's very small. And I just, I don't think that there's smallness when it comes to why we're here. I think that if you believe you were put on this earth into this lifetime to rescue cats or be a baker or be a parent or whatever it is, I think that that's beautiful and valuable. And it also becomes this sort of litmus test or this question that you can ask yourself about whether or not you're doing something for the right reasons. Anytime I've made a mistake in my life, I can look back and see very clearly that my ego was driving that ship, right? That that there was a part of me that was sort of because of stress or mistakes or being in misalignment that I was leading out with something or with a version of myself that wasn't aligned. And the beauty of knowing what your values are or why you're doing something in the first place. The beauty of it is that you get to say, it doesn't matter what kind of response. Like, it doesn't matter if people, if you put out the song and people think the song is stupid. It doesn't matter if you write the book and like three people read it. It doesn't matter if you paint the picture and nobody cares because you know your why. What I always worry about is those people who sort of keep adjusting themselves or like trying to fit themselves into the mold of what will, be, like what will be most loved. I remember years ago, I went to an artist conference. It was really cool and really fun. And you'd go learn all these great things from different authors who were there. And at the end of the night, you'd go to a bar to get a drink with all the other authors. And I remember sitting around in a group of people, like 10 – authors who, most of which I didn't know very well, and they were all trying to figure out what was trending. They were like, okay, what can we write about next that is trending? Like, oh, we're going to do this kind of story, or it's really popular to do paranormal, or it's really popular. And I was sort of blown away because on the one hand, I was kind of like, well, that's cool business strategy. You're being really smart about writing to accommodate like what's going on in the market. But I was there was also this like there's something that doesn't make sense to me there because writing is an art form. Writing is you as a creator and an artist, and that's not something you can strategize. You get ideas and you write about them even if they don't make sense. I can't tell you how many publishers turn down Girl, Wash Your Face and we're like, I don't get it. I mean, the book opens with you talking about peeing your pants. Like, I don't get why you think this has value. And honestly, I didn't really know that it did have value. It was just what I wanted to talk about. And I knew my why. My why was I'm living my life, curiosity, researching, trying to figure it out. And then I share it with the world. And I don't know what the response is. And sometimes the response to my work is epic. And sometimes the response is y'all don't even know it exists. But either way, I'm living out my truth. And it helps me and it will help you to be able to come back again and again and again to was I aligned with my why? Was I aligned with my purpose? Because when the mother-in-law starts you know, wondering about your life choices and people on the internet maybe are not nice to you or the other girls in college don't get it or your kids don't understand, your partner doesn't understand, if you can just stay closely in tune with who you are and why you're doing this It helps you to, like, stay strong. So knowing your why, knowing your purpose. And and it's just worth, like, I want to say because it just so happens we're launching a new course in February that I promise I'm going to talk more about and tell you more about, but specifically I created the curriculum for people who felt like they didn't know their purpose and they don't know what they're supposed to be doing and they don't know how to get there and they don't know who they are now. And so just know that that's coming. If you're listening to this and you're like, how the hell do I figure out my purpose? I have something coming to you after the first of the year. The second thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to letting go of what other people think is practical, okay? Stay away from things that trigger you. I feel like sometimes we're tricked into believing that we're supposed to be able to – I should be stronger. I should be able to go around my friends who are drinking when I don't want to drink anymore and be strong enough to withstand. I should be able to go on the internet or should be able to go on social media and not care or not see like beautiful women and think that my there's something wrong with my body. Or I should be able – I should, I should, I should, I should. It's like stop shooting all over yourself. Yeah, I wish we could wave a magic wand and be, you know, like totally impervious to caring. But maybe you're not there yet. Maybe that's something that you're going to practice over the next handful of years to get stronger and better and more centered in who you are. And until you get to that place, stop being triggered in this one. If you know that you're going to be triggered every time you go on Instagram, don't go on Instagram. If you know that you're going to be triggered when you go around your sister-in-law, freaking avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, then make sure that before you go into that interaction, you know your why, you know your values, you know who you are and how you want to show up in the situation. It matters that you can take care of yourself and that you understand that you're allowed to, that you're allowed to hold boundaries in place for things that you know are going to hurt you. Like if you burned yourself, You know, if every time you use the burner on your stove, the burner was wonky and you burned yourself every time you use the left corner burner, you'd have the burner fixed. Or if it was me, I just use a different burner because I'm too lazy to like have a repair person come out. So I just use a different burner. I wouldn't keep going back to the thing that hurts me. So why do you keep going back to the thing that hurts you and just expecting that this time it's not going to bother you? I talked about this in the episode I just did on miscarriage that you know I walked around for a few weeks or whatever it has been with a body that looks three months pregnant my body looks three months pregnant I have a full-on belly my boobs are huge like if I wore tight clothes out in public right now people would be like oh that chick's pregnant but I'm not pregnant anymore I already talked about this so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep bringing it up but for, like the first week and a half, I kept – every time i look in the mirror, I would be triggered. I'd get so upset. I'd either get really angry, like so pissed off at God, at my body, at the universe, fill in the blank, or I'd get so sad. It would like destroy my whole day. The amount of days that I would feel like I was doing okay and then I'd see my body in the mirror – and see a pregnant belly with no baby inside, like know that there's no baby inside of it. And I just literally, I was shut down. The day was done, I couldn't do anything. I'd cancel all my meetings, I'd push off my work, I'd crawl back in bed, like it was really bad. And then one day, I just like, my inner knowing or a guide, I don't know, but I just heard this voice say, stop looking in the mirror, just stop looking in the mirror. Yeah, you should be strong enough. You've done the work. Yes, you love your body, all the things, all of it. But right now, right now you don't have the ability to look in the mirror without being triggered. So just don't look in the mirror. And someday you'll be able to look in the mirror and it won't feel like it feels right now. But why do we keep going back to something that is triggering us and starts us on this loop that does not serve us and that messes with our head? So stop interacting with people, experiences, places as much as you can if they are setting you off. The last thing that I wanted to say about how to let go of or how to stop caring what other people think is as cheesy as this sounds, one of the greatest practices that you can do for yourself is to practice self-love, is to give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that looks like you treating yourself with the same compassion and grace that you would treat your children. Or maybe that looks like you treating yourself with the same love and kindness that you would your best friend or your partner or your mom. But I would challenge you to ask if you're being kind to you. If you're loving on yourself, if you're take care if you're taking care of yourself. Because it's very easy to believe The voice that's in the back of our head telling us all the ways that we're wrong. Like it's so easy to believe that voice if you're in agreement with it. And the only way that you're gonna get out of being in agreement with that negative self talk is if every single day you're practicing loving yourself. There's a a tool or a hack that you can use for this one. And it might sound a little crazy, but at the end of each day, look in the mirror. And have a loving, affirming conversation with yourself. Seriously. Like, look in the mirror at the end of the day and, hey, Rachel, like I'm really proud of you today, right? So maybe for you, you look in the mirror and you're like, hey, Sarah, I'm really proud of you today. You – and then you fill in the blank with some things that you did that day that you feel like were aligned with the woman or man, some things you did that day that you feel like were aligned with the woman or man that you want to be. And you just acknowledge yourself. That Like imagine that you're a big brother or a big sister to a teenager and this is a moment at their middle school graduation where you're making a toast or you're affirming them. That's the kind of conversation you want to be having. I'm proud of you and here's why. I see you and here's why. You're working hard and I notice it. And tomorrow's going to be a great day because we're going to continue to live out our purpose, our truth, our values, fill in the blank. Speak to yourself with kindness and make it a nightly habit. Before you get in bed, you have a conversation with yourself where you love and respect yourself, because chances are if you've never done that before or if that feels awkward or weird, there's a good chance that you've been really hard on yourself for a very long time. And, you know, I just don't believe that any of us are on this planet to suffer. I don't believe that that's the human condition. I know there are people, millions of people all around the world who are in suffering But I just don't believe that that's why the universe or God brought us here. And so I think that's why we're meant to create change and try and evolve and try and help each other and show up for our fellow man. But what that looks like for you is actively working against a narrative that says that there's something wrong with you, there's something bad, there's something shameful, there's something that you need to suffer for. But if you don't actively work against it, if you don't actively speak against that, it will be your truth. And when someone says something hateful, you'll just absorb it because you think, well, yeah, of course, I am a piece of crap. That's exactly aligned with what this voice has been telling me for the past 30 years. So knowing your why, staying away from things that pull you out of that why or push you into a state of feeling badly about yourself, and lastly, practicing self-love. I want to remind you that getting a thicker skin and really letting go of the opinions of other people is not a light switch. It's a practice. took you a long time to get to this place With these ideas about who you are and how you show up in the world. And it's probably gonna take a minute for you to readjust your mindset. But what I hope you get out of this podcast series is the belief that you should release this mindset, that it does not serve you, and that you will be more powerful, more impactful, a fuller, richer version of yourself if you can. Release the belief that someone else's opinion of you has more value than your opinion of you. All right, guys. I hope that this episode was helpful. And as always, podcast is free forever and ever. Uh, But if you found this helpful and you'd be willing to share it with a friend of yours that you think would love it too, I'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for joining in. Please subscribe to my channel and click the bell so you get a notification every time I post a new episode. I'll see you guys next week. I appreciate you being here. I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Sterling Coates and edited by Andrew Weller.